1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor, and today we're talking about The Crown with my brother Raheel and my friend Sonia. Hi, guys.
2: Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going?
1: <laughs> Real, why You really got to work on your intros because you've really... you don't I know.
0: Don't know, how know. To be, you don't know how to Should react with somebody i mean i don't know are you happy <laughs> well i mean but so I mean the thing is
1: myself.
0: <laughs> i
3: introduce myself like on a daily basis to different people right so mm-hmm. i say hello to them and i'm very pleasant but i'm not doing a performance if this feels like there should be some sort of like performance I, and i don't know what to do should i tap dance in is no. that a thing i should
1: do it's an audio medium i know that <laughs> uh
3: that's the mario music no. <laughs> you
1: have been spending time with my kids yeah i just because i feel like when i introduce you you're always like you sound like i'm holding you hostage
3: you kind of are
1: yeah it's true <laughs> mm-hmm. well Guys, today we're talking about possibly one of the best episodes of The Crown
0: ever. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you, or did I tell you? You
1: really <laughs> did. You did. Yes, you did. It's my
3: favorite episode of The Crown, I think, ever. so far. Ever, yeah. And I've watched ahead in the season too. Oh,
0: you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I hate yeah. to say it, but like, <laughs> like I watched it by myself, and then I watched it with my mom, and I said to her after this episode, "I'm like, I hate to say it, it's all downhill from here." <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of the Crown episodes, the other episode of the Crown that I really loved was like a really dark one. And it was also around Edward, uh, the abdicated king or whatever, or mm-hmm. the king who abdicated. It was the one oh, where yeah. we find out that they're like Nazis. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That, was that was a, great a good one. one. Yeah, he got some good episodes, that guy, that Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So this episode is uh, episode three of season five of The Crown. It's called Mumu, Moo Moo, and it is all about the the Fayed's, the Al Fayed's. Um, Sonia, so obviously it's all downhill from here on for you. But uh, what did you love about this episode?
0: I just thought that like. I I can't even put into words like it was just so good. It should have been its own. Every once in a while, The Crown does an episode that's like this should have been its own standalone story, like told by Peter Morgan, but its own standalone story. And this was just so compelling on so many levels, like just strictly like the rise to power. Of Muhammad mm-hmm. Al Fayed, the, the dynamic between him and Sidney Johnson, the like crossing of paths in this like fortuitous way as people who are like literally like 2022 20, vision and being like, we all know how this works out in the long mm-hmm. run. It's and then like all the dynamics on like the diaspora. Like, I feel like I'm using TikTok words, but it's like, <laughs> you know, like as diasporic people you know like yeah. just how the how the crown has like affected so many people from so many different cultures and it just was just so compelling holy shit yes
1: yes yeah i agree real what about you so yeah so
3: for me you know when i'm watching the crown and i what i learned about you recently is that apparently you love British people and you love, you're Me? an Anglophile. Yeah. You.
1: Not, listen, it's, it's complicated.
3: <laughs> it's it's not complicated <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, but <laughs> so, you know, anytime you're watching the crown, you're steeped into like this hardcore British culture. And it's not even just British culture. It's like high end aristocracy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know like in 2022, we know the full effects of that colonialism and, basically like the the condescension with which British people in general look down at the rest of the world but specifically they look down upon it because they went around conquering people right Mm -hmm. Um, and then just watching this brown man uh, navigate his way through that um, it kind of felt like I, and I don't know if there's been other episodes like this where you see like a common person. I don't remember if there's there's been something like that in the car. I mean, you know, from time to time they showcase some characters that are outsiders or people that are working, but it's never been fully focused on somebody who isn't a part of a royal family. I don't think so. Um, yeah. So seeing, I would say
0: outsider- the only other one would be that that guy who like told the queen that she's fucking up and she needs to do better.
1: Oh yeah, the episode oh. where like the guy broke into the queens. Oh uh, no, I wasn't even. Oh,
0: oh, I wasn't even thinking about that one. But yes, also him, the one where like, uh, he wrote like the article in the newspaper. Oh yeah. yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, that's yeah. why they shake people's hands without gloves now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Sorry, yeah. continue. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 No, so, and then so just to see that, to to see how that's um, how that was the case in the sixties and the seventies, or you know, whenever Muhammad al-Fayed came up right and then to see it's weird man like you see him uh, experience racism um mm-hmm. because what he's experiencing is absolutely fucked up like that stuff is fucked up um and then i was trying to think like do i think of muhammad fayed as a great person right obviously mm-hmm. the things that he's achieved in the world um you know you would look at that and you'd say okay this is the sign of somebody who's a great person but in actual, like in, in real life, Mohammed Fayyad is a is a piece of shit, right? There's a lot of stuff. So, about
1: there it. are some sexual just... assault allegations. Yeah, exactly. That so... are crazy. I'm like, how are you not in prison, sir? Like, not yeah. even regular ones. Like, it's
0: particularly <laughs> unique levels of sexual harassment.
2: It's terrible.
3: <laughs> like, shoving money down people's buzzes. Come on, Mamu. Um, anyways. <laughs> So that stuff. So I was thinking about that. And then also, but I'm also like, well, you know, he's a person who came up at a certain time when what he knew of greatness, like this is the only way that he knew how to achieve greatness. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. I have like the British blueprint. I have to follow this. This is how I get respect, because I think there's a point in which he said he tells Sidney Johnson, like, I will you will help me become one of like the rarest thing, which is a British gentleman or something like
2: that.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: that part his that part of his story was, I don't know how to describe it. It's it was very interesting. It made me mm-hmm. think of a lot of things. And then also just it it made me so angry. There's parts of this episode that made me so fucking angry just like watching it. Like the fact that Sidney Johnson is this great man who does like so many great things. Like I again. Like, I don't know how you describe a great person, but this is obviously somebody that worked very, very hard, right? Mm -hmm. He was a valet to the king, and we see him, and I don't want to get, because I'm sure we're going to go get into the show, but the fact that we see him standing, holding a tray for all of these, you know, basic-ass white people that are at this Mm -hmm. hotel in in his old age, and he gets, like, they tell him to leave. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That stuff is so inferior. So just watching all of that stuff, it made me just think of a lot of different things. That's the reason why I loved it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think one of the biggest things that like really I loved about this episode is that these are uh two, you know, people of color, a brown man and a black man, and they're navi- navigating the world as people who have proximity to whiteness but are actively reminded that they are far from white. Every yes. op- that's and that's like, you know, uh Sydney's working hard to, you know, prove like not, he's literally just doing his job and he's been given an opportunity and he's taking that opportunity on because he knows that that is his ladder up. Right. But he's doing mm-hmm. his job. And then you have Mohammed Al-Fayed, who is, you know, he it, he has he has no problem with racism except for when the racism is towards him, which is like, mm-hmm. how many people do we know that are like that? brown people, especially. So I just, I, I loved, uh, I loved all of those comparisons. I thought that there was so much like parallel in that. Right. Um, yeah. So like the, yeah, sorry, sorry,
3: just that, just on that, on that bit, right. Like that, that Brown, uh, that Brown on black racism, that's Mm -hmm. a part that I thought of a lot. Right. So obviously, uh, Muhammad Fayed, you know, he's probably, um, taking part, in some of that racism because it's a learned thing, right? He sees how black people are treated in this world. So he's like, okay, this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because like you see that for like Brown people in America today, right. Mm -hmm. This is the conversation that we have all the time, right. We come to this country um, and we don't realize how much work has been done by black people for America to be a place where we can come and we can thrive. Right, mm-hmm. and we get right into like the express lane, and then we look down on black people, and that shit is infuriating. And um, watching it worst. here again,
2: <laughs> we're, we're
3: really terrible.
2: <laughs> Cancel <laughs> us. You know what? Somebody, <laughs> shut my, oh my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But you
0: know what? Because you know what's crazy about that scene where, like, he first meets Sydney Johnson. Like to spoil. Basically, the whole episode mm-hmm. is like it's it, not that I don't think that he probably wasn't actually a little bit like anti-black racist, but it just felt like so clearly like I'm trying to impress these white people. Yeah, like but, you need to he, we can't have him here because he like brings the whole property value down. Like that, yeah. like yeah. that was what it was like. It wasn't even like truly like superiority racism. It's I want to look good to these white people. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, yeah, and there's another there's another part of that, but you know we'll we'll get into it when you get to that yeah. scene because I'm sure you mm-hmm. want to get into that scene. There's yeah. another part that really really upsets me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I can't wait. Um, so we start the episode in the 1940s in Alexandria, Egypt, and uh, it's it's British occupied at that time, right? Yes. yeah. yeah.
0: I, guess, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: assume, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, of course. What wasn't right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and we meet Mumu uh it's Mohammed Al-Fayad and he is uh you know he's playing soccer and he is a coke salesman he sells soda on the streets and <laughs> it's a coke yeah yeah it yeah a it just a coke It's a seller. very Coca-Cola. different implication. He's a coke
3: dealer. <laughs>
1: a, he was a coke dealer. Honestly? <laughs> it makes he's sense. A, he's
3: a wholesale coke dealer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and you know we see him just be fascinated as a young person by the English the uh we see that uh the dutch the the duke the duke of uh what was it uh windsor, windsor. the duke of windsor yeah. and his wife edward and uh wallace simpson visit uh, alexandria And that's where we meet uh, Sidney Johnson the first time. But we see that like initial sort of like from far interaction of Muhammad al-Fayed and his like understanding of the English. And essentially, I mean, he thinks that the English are gods. Um, Mm -hmm. He has a father who, you know, looks down on them and he he has the type of thinking that we all do now, which is that these are colonizers. But to Muhammad al-Fayed they're gods because they are the sign of what you are supposed to, all the things that you can accomplish in this world. And he wants to just emulate them as much as possible. We see who he married. And I thought that was really interesting just because when I watched The Crown, I Googled the shit out of everything. Oh, was, I
0: wonder if you got the same fact that I got. I'm like, I was, he, my mind was my blown. My mind was
1: blown. Yeah. So he's married. We see him meet this beautiful woman named Samira, uh, Samira Khashoggi and she's, Uh, We see their wedding, and then we see her give birth to Dodi El-Fayed. And I Googled it, and so they were only married for two years. She is the sister of a Saudi arms dealer named Adnan uh, Khashoggi, and she is the aunt of Jamal Khashoggi, who was the journalist who was murdered by MBS.
0: (laughs) That family's got too much murder in it. Like, too, too many murders, honestly. Yeah, yeah yeah that's
1: uh real do you know a lot about jamal khashoggi
3: well i knew i knew the fact that he was a non nephew like mm-hmm. so that was a that, that was a part of the story storyline when he was still alive
0: right yeah.
3: because he was um openly critical of the saudis and stuff like that yeah. he was a big washington post reporter so you'd read that stuff right um and then you know there's always a conversation about well you know you know how his money made the made. Uh, you know how his family made money as well, right? So yeah. that was always kind of a retort from like the Saudi side, like, okay, well, you know, he's doing all this virtue signaling, but we know that his uh, that his family made money from selling arms or whatever. So that was always part of the conversation. Um, and in general, like the Khashoggi's, you know, they have they're obviously not royalty, right? But they are very very rich. Um, yeah. And when you're very very rich, you are a part of you. Kind of swim in that sphere, right? So when, uh, when um, Jamal Khashoggi was like critical of MBS and stuff like that, you know, it's not just a Saudi citizen that is making that is critical of the of the royal. It's kind of like you know, rich people being critical of each other. Like so, there was like a almost like a family dynamic. To that mm. to that story.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like which the Gorgas is, think, versus Judices. Got it. Yeah, no,
3: that's exactly <laughs> what it is. What I think exactly that is exactly what it's like. That's the only appropriate um comparison, <laughs> I think. When we think about big families in the world, it's the Khashoggi's, MBS, the Gorgas, and the Judices. I think that's
0: it. Wait, this reminds me about the Bravo connection mm-hmm. um to this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did a recap for another podcast, uh, about an episode of being Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown went to England in that particular episode and they went to Heron's uh-huh. and like hung out with al Elfayette. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I tell you he was in love with her, like he was like, pe- like slipping her notes on the side, like whenever you're ready to leave him, like I could change your life. <laughs> He was now, in love with Whitney Houston.
3: Now now I don't know if I should uh if I should tell you guys another fact, but you know who was like a huge Whitney Houston fan who had her pictures all over the place? Isn't it, um, it
0: Osama bin Laden? That is correct. It was Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I've
3: heard that. Osama bin Laden used to complain to like one of the women that he sadly had as his concubine or whatever. He used to complain to her about Bobby Brown like he's not he's not treating I mean,
0: Whitney Houston. Honestly, like what Whitney Houston just had this effect on like non-American I mean. men. Like yeah. truly. Well, cuz there was somebody else too. Well, there's like that famous interview where she's like getting really sexually harassed by that French journalist. So it's just like yeah. what power did Whitney Houston have outside I mean. of like American soil? <laughs> like everybody wanted to marry her. <laughs>
1: That Amazing. Is, that stand. is fascinating. Oh my God. Um, also, it paints his racism in a different light. I'm like,
0: hmm, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah that's, Sometimes that's how it goes, honestly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, oh
1: boy. You know, I think going back to this idea that like, you know, the Khashoggi's weren't royalty, but they had a lot of money. And I wonder, like, because obviously, it's not touched on it here at all. But a lot of I'm sure, uh, Al-Fayed's like fascination. And I mean, I'm I'm just trying to understand it because of people's fascination with the royal family, and especially like brown people's like, even when, um, you know, the queen died and stuff. There were like people in like India and Pakistan who were like, genuinely sad. And I was like, why um even it, and it you know and I don't I don't get it uh but it is this thing of like they are even though they did all these terrible things they are this like miracle to behold of a family who like was able to get so much and it's just like the obsession with like wealth and power and all of those things so I wonder if. Some of that also maybe dictated his, like, obsession with the royals was that, like, you're never going to become, like, a Saudi royal, right? You're never going to get that kind of access, even though you're married to this extremely wealthy woman in the Saudi, like, society. But uh you know he was like well fuck those guys i'm gonna go even higher i'm gonna go to the whites and i'm gonna marry them or i'm gonna you know i'm gonna uh, penetrate those societies so i I I mean it's really
0: just the power play right like the white power is the the most powerful like why (laughs) be brown why be brown powerful when you could be white powerful
3: that's the thing right i mean uh, sadly it is just that it's like okay this is the ultimate like, first of all, it's white, and then it's not just white. It's, like, the British royal family. It doesn't yeah. get higher than that in this yeah. fucked up world.
0: I mean, yeah. I loved when the dad was, like, reading him. Like, his dad saw exactly who the hell he was. And he yeah. was, like, you know... Well, I mean, like, I love that we're talking like this Like this really happened. This is how I'm going to talk through the whole language, <laughs> by the way. Um, that it was just, like, look, I hate those British people, but you know who I hate more? Brown people who think that, like... These, this is it. Like, yeah, like, you like saw in his son's face, like you're you're one of those.
1: Yeah, that
0: it out, and look how it worked out. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I was shocked to hear that Muhammad Al Fayed is is with us.
0: Oh yeah. my god, so old and still <laughs> married to Haney. Haney, yes. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Talk about Which
0: I tried to Google her and I was like where are the pictures of her and it was all just pictures of their like vegan influencer daughter
1: yeah yeah Camila is that her name yeah yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm all right so we go to 1979 fast forward the the Alfayeds have some money they got money and uh, Dodi is guys I don't know kinda, I thought he was kind of cute, cute. Oh <laughs>
0: He's kind of cute. Even with that weird mustache and his all-the-way-back hairline. kind of
3: cute. <laughs> all-the-way-back hairline. Poor guy hasn't been with us for the last 25 years. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to do. Like...
3: <laughs> Dodie in real life, I was looking at his pictures. He was a good-looking dude. Like, you know, obviously he used to go around with, like, starlets and stuff like that. And I'm sure a big part of that was... How much money he had.
1: But I mean, he was a good looking guy. He wasn't bad looking. Yeah. guy. His Wikipedia away. picture has like a picture of him with his hands under his
0: chin. <laughs> he's not like just... an angel baby. Like he's like a toddler and t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's like a oh toddler
1: and like a Christmas Sears portrait studio picture. It's I laugh
0: that. Like it's a very adorable <laughs> picture, but it's like giving like Sears portrait studio. <laughs> like, it's the most oh. adorable picture I've ever seen of an adult man. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Rest <Chettle>. just Okay. <laughs> and they've got so many good ones. He's got like I've got his now I cause now you made me Google it. Like he's got like his nineties R and B cover up here. Like yeah. basically in this in this yellow jacket. Like he looks like he like he looks like he's releasing an R and B album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like God bless, but good for Diana, you know? Yeah, yeah, good for
1: her. So this is where uh, Muhammad Al Fayed. He's got his sights set on Europe. Okay, he goes to France and he wants to rescue the Ritz, where um, he is met with some a little bit of racism. But he, you know, he speaks in a different language and intimidates those French and.
0: Okay, I wanted to get like other opinions on that because. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, he could have communicated with them, but like, chose not to. It's a power, that like a power- yeah. That was a power, yeah, play. yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Like we I can don't do hear... that
3: right now. You want to talk in Urdu?
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I like...
1: <laughs> but I feel like that's the thing. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've maybe heard like a comedian talk about it or just like brown people, brown guys that I know, but they're always like, there's nothing like sexy about South Asians speaking in Urdu or Hindi. Like we're just, yeah. we don't, I don't think our power plays work that well. I feel like with Arabic, oh. there's still like some like, you know, like bravado to it. Whereas like with us, people are just like, come on.
3: No, but that's because that's because you're not Arab, so you are looking at it that way.
1: That's true. But wait,
3: but wait until you get to episode seven. We'll get we'll get all into that when the doctor, when the good oh, doctor. Yeah. Shows up.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: The oh, I'm gonna am gonna
0: look forward to listening to that episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So it's a he he takes the Ritz. He he buys the Ritz and it was in Paris or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. The opening night there, and that's where uh, we learn that he is, you know, uh, very racist, and he he wants a
0: white white person. He wants a white. He white wants man. the whitest lady he can find. Like yeah. literally, the second like he like Donny like turns to his dad, he's like, "She's she's from Finland," and he's like, "Ding ding ding!" Yeah, the whitest. Yeah.
3: That, that's yeah. That's the that's the part that pissed me off the most, and it's not. So there's it's like it's a little bit complicated because obviously the racism. Again, Sidney Johnson is disgusting um, and gross and all mm. that stuff. But it comes right on the heels of him describing uh, what's her name, Heaney, Heaney,
1: Heaney.
3: however you say it, Heaney. Right? He describes her as like the perfect creature, right? Yes. And there's something about now. I don't. I don't know how. I I don't know what I think about it. But there's something about the hyper fetishizing of white women mm-hmm. by brown men. I don't know what it is, but I know it's not nothing. You know what I mean? Like I've been a oh, brown yeah. man my entire life, but it's it's something that exists, and it's not it's not okay. It's fucked up. It's obviously it's fucked up um, in general, um, but it's not. Uh, I, I I don't I I don't know what to say about.
0: It. Um, I mean, I'm you know, I I I am a the product of that happening in the, oh. black men, so you know.
3: <laughs> Your dad did it.
0: <laughs> he, well. My mom's not, like, white. My mom's, like, spicy white. She's, like, Italian Jewish. (laughs) Spicy white. It depends depends on who you ask. Uh, (laughs) Or, like, Long Island, that's a get. But, like, you know... Muhammad Al-Fayed, she's probably too ethnic, too close to being ethnic. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think, Raheel, what you're describing about brown men's obsession with white people is, you know, just like why women, why South Asian women experience like massive amounts of colorism within their community by everybody. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that that's uh, that's what you're probably sensing. And it's all rooted in white supremacy.
3: So here's the thing, right? I can blame white supremacy uh-huh. Right. And it yeah. is, I'm sure it's a part of colonialism, blah blah blah. We learn of but it's not just white <laughs> supremacy. Hey, we are blah, pieces blah, blah, blah. of shit.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we
3: are we are pieces of shit. Like anybody who does that is a piece of shit. That you well, know, that that places it that far. Uh, that, that You guys I are being loved.
0: like way too hard on yourself when there are so many powerful white people to hate, like in this like, <laughs> like in this particular context. Like you guys yeah. are being way too hard on yourselves. I you
1: know we just want better for ourselves. I think it's. So I'm like let's just yeah. embrace the browner people. Okay, let's yeah, just exactly. embrace each other. Um, you know I think it's interesting because like un- it's until Dodi tells him, by the way, that was the valet to the king, the former the king who abdicated his throne or whatever to Edward. Um suddenly he has an interest right until that moment to him to to muhammad al-fayed that's just a black man who should who's bringing his value down like you said
0: which um, i note, he pulled a trump in that moment because i don't know if like famously the trump hotel got su- like some trump hotels got sued because like when uh donald and i think it was ivana like would come around like they had to pull the black people from the floor to not yeah, yeah. be seen by them so I like that's what was playing in my head the whole time too but yeah. like side note did it like make you a little sad I mean a lot of this is depressing but like the idea that he was like this great valet for like so yes. long and then was just like yes. holding out holding out champagnes at a at, at the opening of a hotel like that is yes. depressing it, as hell yeah,
3: yeah it's sad it's infuriating like that's not that's not where he should be. Right. And it's not, not only is he overqualified for that job. Right. But he gets fired from that job. And all he's doing is just standing there. It's like the saddest thing in the world.
1: Yeah. Which like, again, it's one of those things of like your proximity to whiteness can only get you so far because once that's gone, that's it's, you're still a black person in this world who is in a very racist world. So, um, this meeting happens with Sidney Johnson and Muhammad Al-Fayed and my, Muhammad Al-Fayed figures out that this is his way to penetrate British society. Um, you know, I love a montage. I love a montage. That
0: was like a makeover montage, was it not? <laughs> <laughs> he got his princess diaries makeover. <laughs> he did. That was
1: delightful. <laughs>
3: Now, I know I, I need to hate Muhammad Fayed because he deserves to be hated, mm-hmm. but there was, a little, there was a little joke that he made in the middle. It was kind of cute. When he goes Valley of the King, because he calls him a valet of the King, and he goes Valley of the King, and then he goes, it's an Egyptian joke, because it's <laughs> a Valley of the King in Egypt. Right. Oh, that's oh
0: I was, like, yeah. just nodding along to a joke. Like, right, it's an Egyptian thing for sure. Whatever that means. Um, it's not for me to understand. I, but that, thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Real, did you learn anything from the valet makeover? Anything that you'd like to include in your day? Anything event? that I'd
3: like to apply to myself? Yeah. Um. You know the because I have a problem. I have all black socks for working out. Um, but they're different brands, and I can't, I, I never seem to be able to find them. So maybe rolling them up is the way to go. But You're not that,
1: organizing your socks that way? We? Were we not raised in the same house? What's wrong with you? I don't
3: know. My <laughs> My closet is a disaster.
1: Oh, God.
3: But you other than that, no, I'm not interested. No. Who has the time, man? Who has the time to
0: get up?
2: Who
3: had Having to get Having
0: a that valet. House? A valet. Oh, that's <laughs> true, yeah. That's the key. You got to have a valet. That's... <laughs> it's a valet like is this just a very like
1: british thing because i've only seen this on the crown and i've only seen it on downton abbey and like those yeah. types of shows i've never mm-hmm. seen it in any it's not an american thing right at all
3: what was um farnsworth bentley what what role did he play for <laughs> I, you pop, know, for Diddy? pop
1: culture icon
0: you know <laughs> True. <laughs> no, but like technically, if you look at what like a valet, I guess technically, yeah, he was. But it's just like yeah. not an American concept because we don't have royalty like that. Yeah,
1: because yeah. like I'm even thinking about like the Gilded Age. Even the Gilded Age doesn't have like that. Va- like I guess they do have like hand ladies or like ladies of the lady or whatever they're called. <laughs> 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 Ladies of the lady. <laughs> Ladies of the lady. <laughs> like, people who help them get dressed and stuff. I don't know. I feel like, you know, like, when I don't do well with uh, getting that kind of assistance, like, whenever we go to, like, Pakistan, in Pakistan, everybody's yeah. house has, like, multiple people working there, and they will just, like, do stuff for you. And Raheel and I, like, want to throw ourselves out the window. We're like, please, yeah. God, no. That's let very, us put that's the dishes. That's stressful. Yeah, yeah. Let us put the dishes in the sink ourselves. Like, I got it. I can, I can get my own water. It's not a big deal. That whole thing, like it makes me uh it makes me very sad uh just to even to watch it to like watch a person have to you know like be like what is it like serve them like hand subjugated, and feet yeah. yeah like <laughs> subjugated um in that situation but I, it was it was interesting to see the whole dynamic too because it's like they it, it felt like t- it made me sad because it's like mohammed al fayed is obviously using this man to get ahead and you know like to use him in some way to to penetrate British society, like I said, but like it broke my heart because Sidney Johnson also seemed like happy to do it because like yeah. this is the life that was now available for him, and that you just- know what's
0: wild is like I think about because this is not at all the same, and i and I'm not just bringing up bravo because this is normally a bravo podcast but like i used to think that a lot about michael on southern charm where i'd be like i guess i just don't understand like i mean like i guess sure there is like a lot of pride you can take in serving and in like having this kind of knowledge but there is something kind of sad about it that like you devote your waking hours to serving somebody else like that is your whole yeah. Especially like when you're Sydney Johnson level, like you are a professional.
1: Like yeah. your
0: your life is to serve them. Like that's that's a mind fuck. It is. Oh, I hate it. Very sad. It. it is really sad. I would love. Sorry for... if that's like your job and you're like listening to this during. Your, like. <laughs> time. I don't, don't think we. I'd need like to anything.
3: apologize to Sir Farnsworth Bentley.
0: Farnsworth. Farnsworth. <laughs> First of all, you called him
1: seven different names, Farnsworth. <laughs>
3: Is that, is, is that his name? It's
0: Fons, Fonsworth, I think. Fonsworth? Fonsworth? There's no R yeah. there?
1: No, no. No. That's like it's the- like
0: oh, a, I was going to say, uh, what's that? This is a Mandela Effect moment. Like, we all <laughs> yeah. have a different idea of what his name is. Yeah, <laughs> what's he I up think, to? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Maybe Wherever you are. I'm afraid
0: I'm to find out.
1: Yeah, I, I, probably not <laughs> listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh. The So we have the scene where, um, you know, he's just trying to get as close to the queen as possible. So they go to dressage, is it called? The horse thing? Oh, yeah. That is the the fancy horse thing. Yeah. What do they do there? They just trot the horse around, right? They're like, look yeah, at And the, and the, the horse.
3: horses do the little jumpies. I think dressage I think is different.
0: I don't even think they jumped them there. I think no. it's so just it, like little
3: trot. Is it the, the yeah. horse dancing? That's I what Mitt so. Romney's wife used to do, I think. Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney had a dressage. yeah, yeah. I think she's at the Olympics um, oh, okay. because Bruce's daughter does some equestrian stuff. But I think she's a you know she's actually serious. So
1: oh, she's actually she's down. not just like going yeah, yeah. around and like trotting a, a horse around. Yeah, well because you know the so. Queen loves that. We've seen that so far. She fucking loves those horses. She loves a horse event. Horses. She yeah. loves she, a
0: horse. She loves a horse event. She's, she's a horse girl. She a horse <laughs> girl. On. She know if was a horse girl. Pass it on. <laughs> <she was. laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this is where muhammad al-fayed uh finds out that if the guy that owns harrods uh he gets to uh sit next to the queen and then he's like well guess i'm gonna buy a fucking harrods
0: <laughs> well wait first we gotta wait yes. first we gotta talk about the fact that like this is the one where they're almost denied being yes, in, yes, right? yes yes yeah, wanna, yep, yep. i cannot believe a group of white people did such a good job breaking down like white supremacists problems you know what i mean yes, like white yes. patriarchy problems where it's like muhammad al-fayed is getting questioned like oh like are you really supposed to be here like it's for ticket, like whatever but also sydney jo- at the same time sydney johnson is getting straight up told like get out of the way yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. belong here like the levels to the racism perfect like that was like a perfect metaphor for that yeah
3: there was that and then the third thing about it was that you can see Muhammad Al fayed gets in and he's all happy about it and he does not give a shit about Sidney Johnson being left in the back. Like yes. he just yeah. looking forward. All he's looking forward yep. is like the whiteness. You know, Sidney Johnson can go fuck himself as far yeah. as he's concerned. God, God
2: damn You're it. You're the
3: worst, man. You know, I'm going to include Muhammad <laughs> fayed into into me. No, no. I am the worst
1: i am the problem <laughs> like taylor says um yeah. you what? also also uh the fact that like in that they're like while all the questioning is happening like white folks are just like white men are just like those gentlemen are just allowed to just like stroll past Yeah, them. like no there's problem. no
0: questions about if they have their passes correct or any of that like yeah. it's just get out of the way yeah like non-white people this is terrible it is terrible. Racism is bad. <laughs> okay,
3: we got I guess it's hot take corner now. Racism Ooh. is bad. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I hope I hope I don't lose you listeners. I know Racism.
1: I know that they I know that
0: this is a really non-controversial podcast and you really don't like it to get to issues of race. But um you know i had to take it there i'm sorry it's okay
1: it's okay i've I've had i've had somebody leave a very lengthy review on the podcast that's like this person is always talking about how white people are the problem and i was like
0: how did you find me but also like if you didn't want to risk hearing that listen to the 500 other bravo podcast hosted by white people yes come on exactly exactly oh so, please so, so now that
1: now that Muhammad al-Fayed Mumu wants to buy Harrods he's 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 like you know gathering his people he's like guys we're gonna buy Harrods it's gonna be fucking amazing and Dodie's like <laughs> it's gonna be so great
0: you guys <laughs> 600 million dollars. Six hundred million pounds. Just make it happen. Okay. Thanks. Love ya.
1: Bye. I love his friends that are there, who apparently I guess were her bro- his brothers are there. They're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever, Moo Moo. Like, look at Moo Moo and his crazy fucking plans. They just look at each other. They have that. that they look at each other the way me and Rahil look at each other on um, like at family gatherings when our brother is like saying something. We're like, all right. <laughs> whatever. But this is where Dodie's like, hey, dad, what about me? What about what
0: I want? I want to make movies. What's that line from Varsity Blues? It's like, I don't want your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically, that's like the, yeah. the British version of that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Owning Harris may have been the opportunity of your life. But I don't want your life.
0: I don't want your life. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: they really missed out. James Vanderbeek should have played Dodie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I was gonna make another hairline joke, but I'll leave it alone. Yeah, <laughs> <far> <laughs>
1: uh, so then Dodie, dodi uh has daddy visit the Chariots of Fire set and I just love this scene because <laughs> he's immediately anti-Semitic, by the way. <laughs> immediately anti And then Mohammed al goes, This is a film set, we're the girls. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Did you yeah. know that he uh, produced um, Chariots of Fire? I did not know that. I didn't know that. I've also
3: noticed.
0: I didn't know that. that. I didn't oh, know
3: did? that. Oh. Yeah.
0: Look at you, I mean, Mr. IMDB
3: I'm over here. Yeah. I'm a big Dodie fan. No, it was, part of the, it was part of the story when he died. Like, that's that's how you knew.
1: Him. Like, oh, I thought also because you love a sports movie.
3: You know, Chariots of Fire really isn't enough.
0: Great sports movie. Oh, wow.
3: uh, It's more of an inspirational story. That was
0: like best picture it won, right? Like they didn't really go into the award. I don't, I don't know. I was like. Yeah, it won
3: best picture. Okay. I think 1984.
0: Yeah. I
1: had to do a lot of Googling while that was happening. I was like, which one were you rooting for? I don't know.
3: Um,
1: Well, I was like,
0: because I saw like them running out of the beach. I'm like, this is like a thing this is like a cultural reference <laughs> yeah,
3: you know what the thing is is the music the chariots of fire right. music is what you know
0: when I was like watching it today to take notes <laughs> like my husband uh, was watching with me and he hadn't watched in the other two times I watched it and he's like oh it's the one with the music like he like before he got to the name of the movie he was like the one dun, 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 dun. Yes. and I'm like yeah that's that's it yeah
1: yeah um yeah but also very yeah immediately anti-semitic immediately but i was like hey that's great of dodie to be like listen knock it off dad yeah yeah clock yeah. the the anti-semitism at the door please not
0: breaking <laughs> uh generational curses or whatever <laughs> yeah you know and also it turns out like dodie
1: was actually actually super close to his mom like Aww. yeah the, uh, as per google and Wikipedia but apparently she died in the 80s and he was like really really close to her even when uh when Muhammad Al-Fayed was out there just trying to catch white ladies <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the yeah. brown dad son relationship was sweet it was you know like there was that there was that moment when Muhammad Al-Fayed is like well this none of this money is yours this money is something that I've created or I've made um, and then Dodie tells him, well, why would you take your, my legs out from under me, right? That, it was sweet. I did enjoy their relation and I'm sad knowing where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, and then I was also pissed off that I'm being forced to feel a certain way about Muhammad Al-Fayed when I know he's a real life piece of shit. But-
0: <laughs> they really like assumed that like the audience knew nothing and ran with it. And yeah. we didn't. And I was like, I not <laughs> if i didn't if i couldn't tell from that whitney houston interaction that he was kind of a creep i would have i would have like bought it to be like wow this man loves his son so much that he's really just committed to this conspiracy theory yeah
1: yeah That's yeah so sweet so sweet um so he buys <laughs> so he buys harrods and you know they win an oscar and everything's great but then sydney johnson does tell him that wallace Sim- simpson has died and it's very sad uh uh and uh sydney we sydney this is when sydney starts to show up in scenes with a cough and i was like oh
0: no not that's, a cough. You die from getting murdered or coughing disease in this show. <laughs> like, so many... Like, a cough? I love that, like, the cough is, like, the automatic signal that somebody's going yeah. to die on this show. You
3: might as well just get stabbed in the neck if you're getting a, a cough surprise, on screen. am surprised they
0: didn't do that, like, scene that they've done multiple times throughout the series where somebody coughs into a handkerchief and pulls yes. it away and then there's blood there? <laughs> like, where was where was the blood cough? But anyway, continue.
1: That's actually, like, I feel like real. That's, like, such a Bollywood thing. Like, in Bollywood yeah. movies, that happens all the time where what person cops once, there's immediately blood on a handkerchief and then you're like, tomorrow they're dead.
0: There's yeah, no- well we
3: learned it from the whites. We learned it from white media.
0: <laughs> I gonna say, I my guess is that the Brits did it for We
3: didn't have bloody cops before the Brits showed up in India. <laughs>
0: My
1: my mic just like my mic did a weird thing and it sounded like he said we didn't have bloody cocks and I was like oh my god
3: that too that too King Henry the Eighth had syphilis and that's how he came to India it's
1: probably accurate yeah don't Google
3: that <laughs> <laughs> don't Google bloody cocks please
1: at least not without incognito mode yeah right.
0: Yeah. We're not here to kick shame anyone. Anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Protect yourself, Oh, that's true you know? too. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Well, so he's unwell. Sydney Johnson is unwell because of the coughing and such, and also because of the death of Wallace Simpson. He's feeling a lot of feelings. Mohammed Al-Fayyad makes him tea. And this is where I feel like, do you think that do you think that Mohammed al fayed actually cares about Sydney Johnson?
0: Yeah. I think he pulled that you're one of the good ones. Like <sighs> you know,
3: so the character on this show definitely does, right? Yes. But I don't know if Muhammad Al Fayed actually cares like it makes a nice story, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Um it, it's it's like, oh okay, nice, there's growth or whatever. But fucking it should have never gotten to that. Like, you know, you don't you shouldn't be a person who's like, I don't know, however old he is in nineteen seventy nine or whatever and still be that racist. Like you shouldn't need like this miracle to happen. Um, for you to be okay with this one black person. You know what I and mean? And Whitney
1: Houston. Oh, and
3: Whitney Houston, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so this is when Muhammad decides that he is going to buy and restore uh, the former home of the former, what does it call it? The former residence of Wallace Simpson and the Duke of Windsor, and he calls it Villa Windsor. He's so super tacky. excited. <laughs>
0: So, te- like, I feel like you could tell that they really drove that point home to be like, yeah. we got Yeah. It. Exactly. And another
1: montage. I love a makeover montage for <laughs> us, <do> too.
0: <laughs> for us. was
1: like, we're spit shining, we're sewing, <laughs> we're doing everything. I loved it.
3: Do you prefer uh, a wardrobe makeover or do you uh, prefer a house makeover montage?
1: <sighs> Ooh. Honestly, the carriage makeover from last week was really Ooh, good,
3: that Ooh, that was, you know, that was sexy. I got a little turned on. All that leather, and it's like tightly. You can almost hear the leather just extending.
0: Yeah, yeah. The welders oh, like Phillip. making, yeah, making like wheels. And That's stuff. the sound of them yeah. trying to cover up that he was fucking that lady. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Like, like I, I tried to Google it, and they're like, they were just really good friends, and I'm like, no, they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No.
1: I, cause you know what I feel. Like, I feel like if Prince Philip was anything like the way Matt Smith showed him to be in the early years of the show, I'm like, Matt, I can see why somebody would get easily seduced by this man.
0: But like right. the worst part is, I was like, it's probably at the very least, like, what are you gonna like? You're, what are you gonna say no to Prince Philip? And I don't mean that like in an attractive, like I mean that in like a threatening way. Yes. Like, like, what is she going to do if he wants to pursue her? Yeah, like. Ooh, yikes! Especially yeah, if he cool. shows up with that
3: horse whip. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you <Christ>! you, <laughs> you
3: um you've seen it, but it, it comes up again later in the season. I really liked where I really liked that yeah. episode also. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. Teasers,
1: oh teasers. I appreciate this. So so this is yeah. I real your question. I believe that I am into a more of a home makeover. Uh, those are I'm more of an HGTV girl than like a TLC What Not to Wear girl.
3: No, like, I get that. In movies, I mean, Oh. in movies, I. Mean, I, I...
0: So I feel like so, in movies yeah. the the makeover is typically as sexist trope. Yes, yeah. Except like Crazy Rich Asians, where it's like necessary. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I'm a home makeover person in movies too. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's super proud. He's so excited about his reno. He is, you know, uh, he's just he wants to get the queen out there. He invites her out.
0: Yeah. Like he straight up says like this, this will be the this will be the thing. She'll (laughs) love me now. Yes. It's so
1: pathetic. I love it. (laughs) It's so pathetic. And I love that. She's just, I love that uh, the queen is like, hey, they have a bunch of our shit and we want it back. And I was like, what? That's crazy. I feel like there's so many people in the world that could say
0: the same to you. (laughs) But um, what's crazy is like, she didn't even want it back. Like, she was willing to let it go until they were like, they got the Nazi letters. (laughs) 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 Like, uh, yeah, like, I guess technically, like, let them ship it, like, you know, five to seven business weeks. And then they were like, Remember how he was a Nazi, and we've worked really hard for nobody else to know that. Oh, you might want to sort this out. Yeah, I love that
3: scene. I love that scene because of what it says. Again, just um, thinking about like brown. Oh, sorry, the British coming in and colonizing all of our lands or whatever. Um, There's, you know, there were people in India and Pakistan that were Rajas, right, or Rajas. Right, yeah. that would kind of pay tax to the British, and they would still get to hold their seat, um, and their subjects would have to pay money to England, which is crazy, right? So that's what I was thinking of when that happened, because the the Queen first of all doesn't even fucking show up, right? Her guy shows up, they come in, they ransack the house, they steal, they they you know just uh, they steal all the valuables from the house, and then they make it seem like. They're actually doing him a favor. Mm. And, like, the thing is, is, like, he knows it's an insult. Sidney Johnson obviously knows it's an insult. He points it out. Um, And for and for Mohammed Al-Fayed, like, he knows it's an insult, but the insult is enough because it's an acknowledgement from the queen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, again, infuriating, but.
1: Yeah, it's like one of those, like, you insulted me, but it, what an honor to be insulted by the queen person. Yeah, because
3: it's an acknowledgment of your existence, in a, in a way.
1: Right.
0: right. She was, like, she cared enough to send somebody. I believe
3: Muhammad is, uh, oh, sorry, I should say Muhammad Fayyad. I yeah. just want to stop at Muhammad. Uh, Muhammad Fayyad <laughs> in this scene is what they call a simp? Is that simp. what the kids call yeah. a simp?
0: <laughs> is he simping? I yeah. He's simping for the queen. Um, He's simping for the queen. simping hard. You guys, I just
1: learned that term. I didn't know what they meant when they would say simp, the people, oh, yeah? the oh, youth. You yeah, I don't know. I, oh. I I don't know what most of these things mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's very happy. He's just happy to make the queen happy, even if it just makes her annoyed. Um, Sidney Johnson unfortunately dies. It's very sad. Um, you know, th- we see this, the grave site. And I thought about something interesting, which is like he goes, you know, he he has that like the... the um, the tombstone says, you know, valet to the king. I, I think to myself, like Dodie made a point of that, obviously, to like honor what his work was. But I think it's also just to say I got to have a personal valet was who was also the valet of the former king of england or the almost king of
0: that england, was right? he was he was open about that from the beginning yeah yeah he that's the like, whole point of like i think that like having a valet wasn't enough it's the idea like because he was so hung up on the fact that he was king and it, as many times as people tried to correct him be like well he was king for like five minutes don't yeah yeah don't, yeah, yeah yeah. don't get too high exactly. on yourself but he was like no he was king for a period that's enough for me and yeah that's all it is
1: yeah yep. So finally we uh we see Sodhi, Dodi am uh, sorry we see Mohammed Al-Fayed back at the dressage event very excited. He's got that Herod seat. He wants to sit next to the queen. The queen is like
0: but Porchy's here. So okay. <laughs> I was like I was so I don't know why like cuz the Porchy episodes are like some of the worst yeah. that I was just like I really don't want to see an old Porchy. Please don't drag out this storyline. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I don't know why, like, my immediate visceral reaction was, like, I don't want to see an old Porgy. Who's Porchy again? Her best friend. Her her little horse friend. Her uh. horse friend.
1: Her yes. little <laughs> horse friend, you know. <laughs> remember? Remember? <laughs>
0: yeah. And then Matt Smith thought that she was having an affair, a affair with him, with porgy That's wild. Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, he was having affairs with, like, ballerinas and, like... You know yeah. women like hot uh like you know hula women, and like she's fucking she was she may or may not have been fucking her little horse friend <laughs> so
1: her little horse, friend. like the best you're the queen of fucking England, and the only guy that you can get is like your childhood friend who also liked to play with like my little ponies
0: with you, like fat and balding too, just like for, like early, um, yeah, just not a good look no no so
1: the queen doesn't sit there but she sends diana to do that and this is where we meet that we see the diana have her fateful interaction with the Alphayeds, and guys okay. i'm not gonna lie for some reason this entire like in scene, this interaction this
0: dialogue between
1: them why did i have tears in my eyes <laughs> uh,
0: it's well okay I'm, I'm very much with you because first of all there were two moments during this episode that i like audibly gasped now For the audience at home, I have a three and a half month old, so I'm still in, like, chaos brain. And I was not, like, paying attention in the intro segment. So, like, when he introduced himself as Muhammad Al-Fayed, I, like, guess I missed that. So Mm -hmm. then when... I'm just like, oh, okay, they're doing something that's probably going to be about, like, some conflict about somebody wanting to not be under british rule anymore like i'm just like not paying yeah. attention and then when he's doing this like looking at the baby and he's like but i will call you dodie i literally went <gasps> and like the same thing so when they sent diana over i literally had the same reaction and i was like it was just it was so cute it just really like showed that like diana could get along with anybody yeah. Like, yeah. all that warmth and shit that people talk about all the time and that they loved her for, like, was perfectly on display. By the way, that whole scene where she's going through the bag, that was improv. That was improv? She, they were supposed to cut yeah. it after, like, a certain point, and, like, her going through the bag was just, like, Elizabeth Debicki spitballing. And then... She's the best. I was She's, she's oh. so good. She's so she's good so in good. this. Oh!
3: that that entire interaction it was like electric i like i because just the two of them talking for some reason it almost felt like i don't know like batman and superman meeting when they were like teenagers or something like that you know what i mean because you know where it's gonna go and then you just see these two people having this interaction and you just know everything that's gonna happen afterwards and it's like you're watching the origin story and yeah. Diana, in that moment, she's just so fucking charming, man. It's, like, sad and it's funny. And then I'm, I'm, like, getting upset, a little bit upset at her because she's, like, making a little joke of, like, the exoticness of it yes. all, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then I remember that I have a friend named Ahmed Ahmed. So I was like, all right, I, <laughs> I get it. So <laughs> yeah. it is a real thing. Yeah, But it's just, it's, it's, it, because there's, like, no music either, right? It's just the two of them talking. And then Dodie yeah. looks over and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Well, I'm like Doty, I- look
0: away. Right. <laughs> just, come back to your friend's dote. <laughs> Stay with that other white girl, Donnie. Um <laughs> but like just it just was the idea that like and then like having like Elizabeth and uh and Margaret like pat themselves on the back. And then like that was like an added layer of like Oh. oh
3: yeah, it- because she's She says something about like out of a simple kindness, a tree of happiness. I'm like, bitch, what's the kindness? Where's the kindness? He paid six hundred million pounds to have this
0: company. Right, like not to mention how much he paid for the event itself. Like it's like an ongoing investment, all for you. And she's just like, look at me with my good deed for the day. Yeah,
1: yeah. She was like, I
0: had off my back, and I got him Mm -hmm. off my back, like a win. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I think this is also this scene is taking place or this moment is taking place before the last episode, which because the end of the last episode was where Diana has that tell all book come out and every it's like full on war. And then this, this feels like, like it's
3: the 80s, right? Yeah. I feel like it's the 80s.
0: I don't think. No, I think it's early 90s. Was, I, I, oh, I think it must end in the early 90s i think like i feel like to bring it to like yes. modern times i think otherwise if it was earlier they would have put it i don't know yeah yeah, oh. yeah. god
1: just destroyed me <laughs>
0: like <laughs> i know like why was it so like i guess because you just you really know what's coming like you you yeah. feel that the whole episode and then you like actually see it cemented and know that it's all yeah, it's like from a here.
1: it's like a different kind of anxiety than like Game of Thrones, right? Like where Game of Thrones anxiety is like anybody could die at any moment, and I'm just anxious the whole time. Like this is like a different one where I'm like I, it's like I already know what's going to happen to these people, and now I'm enjoying watching these people, and I I know that they're going to die, I know these terrible things are going to happen, mm-hmm. but now I'm emotionally invested in this
0: stupid silly scene with Diana and Momo. Yeah it was so great like give give the give salim dow the oscar and the oscar the emmy now honestly because he killed it for this episode alone like i would not be shocked if that's an emmy for this
1: yeah and he like you know i mean i felt like it was a great depiction of like a very fancy arab man like i was like Mm -hmm. i know that guy like i've Mm -hmm. met that man before not somebody rich but you know he's an uncle we know a lot of those uncles yeah yeah i just loved it um, do you guys have any other thoughts about this episode
0: okay do either of you listen to you're wrong about by any chance the podcast you're wrong about I' only just a little bit just dabb- out so well I bit. <laughs> so I have like a theory like a fan theory that like the writers of the love this particular episode or fans of you're wrong about because there was like a, a running joke through the Princess Diana episodes uh, that like her stepmother lady rain, They used to call her Rain Legs, like, during the course of the show, not, like, during the course of the podcast. And when they said, like, do you know her nickname, I yelled out, Rain Legs! (laughs) And they were like, acid rain. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah." Yeah. Also,
1: I was like, wow, Diana, you hated your stepmother, too. Like, Oh, she pushed her down the stairs one time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, she fucking hated her. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, she real hated her. Do you think that Diana, like, oh, so this is something we were talking about before. Do you think, Sonia, that like Diana, if she was alive today, would be beloved the same way as we cared about her, I guess, at this time when, you know, at the time that she died? Or do you think that by now in 2022 world, Diana would have done something to like have a fall from grace or like people would not like her because of her association with, you know the english monarchy
0: i think i think that we still would have like i feel like she would be one of those like wholesome icon like dolly parton type Mm. figures where you know like oh she's just so committed to goodness like i think she would she would have had like one or two occasional because like you know i was eight when she died so Mm -hmm. like and I was just, like, that was, like, I was, like, learning about her while, like, learning that she died. So, like, all of what I know about her is kind of through a past tense lens. Mm-hmm. And I, it was only, like, relatively recently that I learned that, like, she was annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. she's always so deified that, like, yeah. like I saw, like, I was watching, a like, one of those, like, documentaries on Netflix. And they were, like, kind of just, like, kept hitting on the fact that she was kind of dumb and kind of annoying and like listening to i think a george and a podcast on george michael and like he was friends with her for a while but she was too needy so we stopped so we like ghosted her yeah. as friends like you know like i feel like she would have done stuff that was kind of annoying after a while but like she seemed sincere enough yeah. in yeah. like what she was doing for other people yeah yeah
3: yeah um when you watch the rest of the season that that that, that yeah. is a thought that that comes up Like, you know, when she visits the hospital, because there's two sides of it, right? Because there's one side, which is, I think she genuinely enjoyed talking to people. Like she genuinely enjoyed being a charitable person, like the common people.
0: But also I
3: think, I mean, I don't know how you develop a personality, right? In that, like stepping into that establishment at 19 and then just being completely covered, right? I think the last episode when um, her friend asks her, the guy who's like the go weed between her and Andrew mm-hmm. Morton. He's doctor. like, you know, can we talk to your friends? Yeah, can we talk to your friends? And her friends are like her a, her acupuncturist, right? Yeah. It's not really a friend. That's somebody right. that works for you. You yeah. know, it's just people that She's like Carol like,
0: I was going to say like Kylie Jenner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no <laughs> friends, just staff. Yeah, just employees. Like no friends, only staff. Yeah. yeah. Which is sad, but oh my God. They did yeah. her so dirty. It's so fucked up. And then like Char you'll see, like Charles gets a little bit of a redemption arc this season in oh, a way that feels so very, angry. It feels very like look guys, we're stuck with him. Like we got like it felt I don't know, like especially last season, they like worked so hard to make us like all the good PR that like Charles and Camilla had been getting, like, where we all kind of, I don't know, I felt like a lot of people had gotten to a point where it's like, you know, it worked out. Like, you know, let's let them live. Yeah. They seem fine now. But like the crown last season undid all of that good favor. Yeah. I feel like this is like, okay, look, we might have gone a little too far last season. We're going to be stuck with him regardless. Like, let's try to make the best of it. Yeah. I mean, how many years do we have with him? How old is he? I
1: know. Is he in his 80s? No, he's in his
0: 70s. Early 70s. Early mid -70s. 70s. I think he just had a birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Tampax. Did you see that Tampax tweet today? No. Uh, Oh, you haven't watched
3: the episode yet. (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) I
0: mean, you've heard of that happening, right? Like the Tampax. Oh, never mind. No, no, no. Pretend I didn't say anything. Oh, my God. No, no, you gotta watch the episode.
1: You gotta watch the episode. Yeah. All right. I can't wait.
0: I can't believe you don't know about this. This, that's,
1: Oh, yeah. Gross. (laughs) Okay. Well guys, that's what we call a teaser in the industry. <laughs> um Sonia, this is amazing. Thank you so much. I, Thank you. I had a great time. And uh this episode is going to come out on Thanksgiving, so I hope everybody has a lovely Thanksgiving. Yeah, escape uh, your
0: families with us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, you have to go back to them now. Hope you find yeah. another podcast to listen to. Yeah,
1: I hope you're <laughs> hiding this um airpod inside of your ear and just like turn slightly away from your family members. When so you're going out listen. on that
0: walk or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Uh I will be back whenever
0: to talk about whatever. But Sonia,
1: is there anywhere that people can follow you for your hilarious, hilarious uh takes on things?
0: Uh thanks. Uh God, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I apologize in advance. Uh, at Sonia Marie says I'm a little ranty. Like I said, I've got like a, I've got an infinite home, so I'm up at all hours and just stream of
3: consciousness tweeting. Now, <laughs> now were you recently reinstated into Twitter? onto Twitter, is that a thing that happened? Are you one of those?
0: <laughs> no reinstated. Why? Yeah, Elon, no, Because yeah. Elon
3: Musk, Elon Musk oh, is letting all the problematic people yes,
0: back. Right. I, uh, I'm back. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? The important thing is I didn't pay for Twitter Blue. So. Yes. Oh. yeah.